Star Wars 7x7 episode 2080. This is Unfinished Business. It's Clone Wars briefing for episode 4 from season 7, the final episode in the first story arc for the final season of The Clone Wars. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, which is a full spoiler briefing for Unfinished Business. So if you have not watched that episode of The Clone Wars, then you might want to save this podcast for a later date. But if you're okay with me jumping in, I'm going to do that. We're going to talk about the plot very briefly, but there are three particular scenes to which I'd like to call your attention that I thought were especially remarkable in this episode. We'll do those at length. But to start off, let's talk about the situation. Echo is back with the rest of the clones at Fort Anaxis and with the Jedi Generals. They're talking about how badly things are going on Anaxis. Mace Windu says that they are engaged on more than a dozen fronts and they're losing just about all of them. But thankfully, Echo has a plan. Even though they say, you know, he can't be ready for battle, but... The, main, the uh, Jedi generals want to hear Echo's plan. And so he says, this is what you do. You go attack the assembly center. And meanwhile, you send a team up to the comm vault, the communications vault, which is currently on a dreadnought in space above an axis. So the Bad Batch are going to go infiltrate that dreadnought. And, you know, of course, everybody's not too sure about that. But Echo says, you know, I've been you know, working on strategy for these guys for quite a while. It's, you know, finally going to be good to help a Republic victory instead of a Republic defeat. And so ultimately everybody agrees, even though Tech, probably speaking for the entirety of the Bad Batch, says, how do we know where Echo's loyalties lie? He was embedded with the Separatists for quite a long time, which is certainly a reasonable question, but Rex trusts Echo, and that should be enough for the Bad Batch, which, of course, it's going to turn out to be. So they go off on their mission. As for the other half of the plan, Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi lead a bunch of clones and fighters and bombers to attack this assembly center. When Mace Windu and company get inside and face an entire phalanx of droids, Mace Windu makes this speech, which is one of the scenes that I thought was remarkable and I wanted to share it with you. He makes this speech to the assembled battle droids. My name is General Mace Windu of the Jedi Order. At this point of the Clone War, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type 1 battle droids. I'm giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons so that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose than spreading the mindless violence and chaos which you have inflicted upon the galaxy. Blast them! Well, I guess it was worth a try. Now, it's been a while since I've watched The Clone Wars in depth. I mean, yes, I went through, what, 17 episodes, I think it was, at the end of Season 5 and all of Season 6 just recently, but I have to say, this feels like the most Jedi thing I've ever seen Mace Windu do, so <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, and as Obi-Wan says, it was definitely worth the try. Meanwhile, Rex, Echo, Anakin, and the Bad Batch are able to infiltrate the Dreadnought and get to the communications vault. They arrive there without incident whatsoever. It's a stealth mission, or at least intended to be at the start. And Echo apparently didn't tell them the entire plan because he says, all right, 
I can you know, send them a different strategy to counterattack, and it comes just in time because once the Jedi and the clones are attacking the assembly center, Admiral Trent says, send a message to Skako and I, tell me what the best counterattack strategy is for this. So the Bad Batch and crew just got there in time so that way they could intercept that message and make it seem like the response was coming from Skako Minor and send a different strategy than what should have been sent if Echo had been under Separatist control. And the strategy was to send more droids there to completely annihilate the Jedi and the clones there with the knowledge that the Republic would trust the Jedi and not send additional forces in to support them. This is actually an interesting point that I will talk about later in the episode. And this also hinges on the fact that Wat Tambor has not informed anyone of the loss of Echo, which is also a point I will discuss later in this episode. But they feed him the strategy, he buys it and sends the droids, and then Anakin and Rex and Echo and the Bad Batch let Mace and Obi-Wan know that they're going to have a lot more droids coming, which doesn't sound like good news to Mace. But Obi-Wan says, if I know Anakin, we've got the easy part, which is kind of fascinating. And I think I would argue it personally, because then Admiral Trent says, oh, my plans, if you can't rely on an algorithm, are total annihilation. And it turns out that he's got a bomb near the fusion reaction uh, reactor, excuse me, of the assembly center. And if it blows up, it will actually pretty much destroy the planet. So now the Jedi also have to defuse a giant bomb, which is Ray's shielded. Echo is trying to decrypt it, but that's when Admiral Trench and company find out that the transmissions are coming from inside the ship. It's inside the ship. And they send back a, you know, electrocution pulse that knocks Echo out before they can get the code to deactivate the bomb. Oh, by the way, also, the whole thing about Echo having all the droids reinforcements come to the assembly center so he can send his own feedback pulse and overload their circuitry and shut them all down, which works very well. But once they figure out that Echo is on the ship and they electrocute him and knock him out, Anakin has to go get the last of the code from Trench himself. And this is the second remarkable scene in the episode because Anakin confronts Trench and threatens to kill him and Trench says, ah, you can't kill me, you're a Jedi and Count Dooku will kill me if I give you the code. And Anakin says, you know, I'm not bound by such limits and slices off all of his arms, all of Trench's arms on the left side of his body and like says, I'm not <laughs> limited by this, which is really a shocking development and it's further than we've ever seen Anakin go. And this actually also builds on a series of episodes that we were talking about not too long ago here on the podcast, the Citadel episodes where Echo was nearly killed and taken captive by the Separatists. Those conversations between Anakin and Tarkin about the Jedi and how they are peacekeepers and their code limits them from doing certain things that would have potentially helped to end the war quicker, that sort of thing. And apparently Anakin is starting to lean into this a bit, or at least he's doing so when there are no other witnesses present. Yes, there's Trench and all the droids and whatnot on the bridge of this dreadnought, but there are no heroes, there are no clones, there are no other Jedi. He's by himself, and so he can do you know whatever he wants, and apparently he wants to start leaning into these darker feelings and expressions and tactics. So 
Trench gives up the final number that allows them to disarm the bomb, but tries to strike back at Anakin and shock him, and Anakin, in reaction, stabs him through the chest, which, at that point, is it self-defense, or is it Anakin really leaning in further into these dark side tendencies. Uh, I think you could make the argument both ways. And then in one of the funniest moments in the episode, and probably these first four episodes so far, Anakin takes a remote detonator with him, and once they get back on the shuttle, the, uh, the Bad Batch's ship, to leave, he hands the detonator to Wrecker, and Wrecker is like, I get to blow all the ships up, this is the happiest day of my life, which was absolutely hysterical and so well played. And naturally, he does just that. He detonates the self-destruct on the main dreadnought, which also happens to blow up other dreadnoughts too, and so all's well that ends well. And there's a final scene on Anaxis that is different from the way that it was supposed to be in the original story reels, which we've talked about previously here on the show, and I'm gonna talk about that along with other differences from what the original version was right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So, differences from the original to the Disney Plus final version. Again, starting with the fortune cookie, the moral at the beginning of the episode. The story reel version was learn from the past but live for the future. And the final version on Disney Plus is trust placed in another is trust earned. The opening narration is also different, and I'll post the old version on Star Wars 7x7. It's currently on Wikipedia, but I think when they update Wikipedia with the new details for this episode, it might go away. So I'll put the old one on Star Wars 7x7 for posterity's sake. Also, in the beginning of the episode, they ask Echo about whether Wat Tambor will have informed everyone, including Admiral Trench, that Echo is no longer there, and Echo assures the Jedi generals and assembled folks that, no, Wat Tambor is not that kind of guy, he's not going to say anything to anyone about it. So that was left out of this episode, it was just presumed that he wouldn't say anything. There is a quick mention of it later, I believe, but yeah, it's definitely not as part of that Jedi general situation. And in the original episode, when Trench was talking about the strategy that he was getting from Echo, he was told that if the droids go in that the Republic would send reinforcements in so that they could crush the Republic forces on an axis in one strike. And obviously that wasn't the case. Instead, the situation in the final episode was that the Republic would trust the Jedi and so they could just annihilate a bunch of Jedi and the clone forces there, which would be still a significant defeat for the Republic if they actually pulled that off. Also, there's a note about the escape of the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo and Anakin where um, Crosshair was setting detonators throughout the corridors and using that to destroy all the droids that were on their tail as they were trying to escape. Instead, in the episode, in the final version, it was little reflector dots on the sides of the corridors. And so he would shoot one and the laser blast would reflect off a bunch of these reflectors and go pew, 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 like a lot and kill a lot of droids, which was fun to watch to be sure in a different way of destroying droids other than explosions. So it was a good variety thing. 
And the last difference, which was a significant difference, and it's also the third of the three big scenes that I wanted to talk about, and it's part of this briefing, is the final scene. In the original story reels, there was an award ceremony for everybody in this episode, and they actually had the award ceremony on screen. In the final version, they didn't do the award ceremony on screen. They just welcomed everybody back and said, come on, we got some medals to give you. And from there, the final scenes happen, which were very emotional. Echo was you know, kind of not sure about going to this, uh, this medal ceremony. And Hunter from the Badge Batch says, hey, if you ever feel like you don't fit in with those guys, come find us. And then the Bad Batch folks walk off to their ship and Rex comes over and says, you know, we've been through a lot together and, you know, you'll always have a place here, but if you feel like you need to go with them, then go ahead, you know, I support you. And there's a moment where Rex walks away and he's walking away and he kind of like stops and he looks around and he sees Echo walking over to the Bad Batch crew. And man, oh man, like even talking with you about it right now, like hairs on the arms are going up. It was just so beautifully, gently and, you know, subtly emotionally played. Like it could have been a big overwrought emotional moment and it wasn't. It was played perfectly, so perfectly. And Echo goes over with the Bad Batch folks and Rex turns around and looks at them and all five of the Bad Batch guys, five because Echo's now a part of the Bad Batch, salute him and take off and that is the end of the episode. It was really well done and I say that this is probably my favorite episode of the seventh season so far. So there you go. That is our briefing for episode four from season seven of the Clone Wars Unfinished Business, which is now finished, I guess. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show, which is also finished. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the galaxy you may be. Sun by Summon is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.